Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Techniche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith, and I'm excited to have you here again for another episode. And I want to go straight to the comment section because the faithful, the proud of you are here. What up, Tech Coach Ralph? What up, what up, what up? Looking forward to this conversation and salute to you as well. I appreciate you for everything you've shared, said, and did uh, with our relationship thus far. It's been definitely a fruitful and mutually beneficial one, and I thank you for that, Tech Coach Ralph. Uh, I want to just give a shout out to Mitch as well. Mitch, you're in the building, so thank you all for tuning in in the back cave. <laughs> so, that's how I feel, right? Like, I feel special right now with this background and everything we got going on here, but I definitely appreciate you for saying that. Uh, I also wanted to uh, just give a shout out before I bring up my guests here about a couple things that's going to be going on real quick. I wanted to give a shout out to, oh, oh, good to hear. Uh, Kai, I believe it's pronounced K family. If that's wrong, please correct me. I'm not above reproach. So I appreciate you for doing that. And I want to kind of talk a little bit about a fact of where are we right now? Actually, I'm on location in Washington, D.C., I actually participated in the Techsgiving Summit this year, and I want to just say, if you were not at Techsgiving Summit in 2023, just save yourself some time and energy and go ahead and prepare for next year, because it was such a great event for everybody that was working in GovTech, the people that were working in private sector, the people working in public sector. It was a great experience, people working in corporate so you definitely want to be there for the next go around. I definitely appreciate it. And Mitch says it himself, he is going to be going next year. So I'm excited for that. And I really want you guys to take advantage of this because this is going to be a great show uh, today. And I'm going to be talking to an amazing guest. And we're going to also be talking about this during my review this upcoming Monday on Talk That Tech with my partner, Tick bag tray we're going to be having a great conversation talking about text giving and before i kind of get into it i just want to let you know that this episode is for you this episode is for you and what i mean by that is i'm going to really take time to ask a couple questions to our guests but i really want you to be ready for that q a in fact put your questions there right now in the chat put them exactly where you want to put them because I really want you to ask these questions. I'm going to try to get out the way so y'all can get all the questions that you want to have answered, answered. So if you want that, you're going to have to be on YouTube with us. Go to youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips. That's youtube.com forward at tech slash forward slash at techniche tips. If you want to be able to join the conversation. And woo, like a like a like a Baptist pastor, I'm starting to sweat already. But <laughs> this is going to be a good conversation that we're going to have here. And so right now, if you are not on YouTube, go ahead and jump over there. Whatever we have that Q and A section, because I want you to hear your questions being answered by our guests. And so right now, without further ado, I'm not going to delay any longer. I'm going to bring up to the stage none other than Nate, the great himself, the career hacker. Nate, how you doing, brother? Is everything going well? Everything's going great, Joseph. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad to have our wonderful guest on as well. Uh, I got good morning from a LinkedIn user. I'm not too sure if that's Ty. Is that you, Ty? Uh, it might be. But uh, if it is Ty, Ty's the man. He's the reason why I'm actually here in Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I know you had a long night. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I, I, I'm going to talk about it on Monday. I got to save. I got to save all the good stuff for Monday. But Nate, how are you feeling? Back to you. Hey, man, I'm feeling great. I want to give you your flowers, too, man. This production is, I'm, I'm looking at stuff 
scrolling at the bottom. It was a countdown. I was like, okay. <laughs> <You're> legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too job, legit man. to quit. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I, 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 sometimes you got to work from where you're at, but you got to always try to bring your best when you can. So I appreciate that. That means a lot coming for you, Nate. Uh, and you got a lot of people flooding in here. You got uh, my partner in crime, Tech Back Trey, who does a morning show with me on Monday. He said, good morning, family. He's in the building. We got uh, Michael as well. Michael Lett, who said, morning from Dallas. Thank you so much for tuning in and rocking in with us. We so love it. But Nate, they may know you, but they may not. And so I want to give you the opportunity to share a bit about your story, a little bit about what you are doing right now, and then we're going to get into some questions that could really help people hack their careers. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Um, I can keep this real concise. So long-term uh, recruitment professional, I've been recruiting now for about 12 years or so. Started off entry-level staffing, uh, working on some um, you know, administrative type positions as well as some um, high-level technical roles. Then I um, sort of promoted myself in-house is, is kind of the way we like to talk it. So you go from uh, recruiting staffing from like multiple clients to actually going in-house with one particular company and just doing the hiring for that company. And I just continued to progress from there. Uh, went to a distribution company, went to a large global manufacturing company. In 2018 is when I um, joined a, a tech company. I joined Lyft in Nashville and I worked for Lyft for four years and leveled up uh, within that organization, working in multiple business units, uh, became a manager and then became a senior technical manager uh, for the data science and machine learning team. Uh, left that, uh, I think earlier this year, it's all blurring together now, left that <laughs> company earlier this year. I took a head of talent role with a startup, stayed there for six months and then I transitioned into uh, being an entrepreneur and now I've launched Infinite Talent uh, as a recruitment consultant firm that specializes in recruitment for startups. And I'm working with a couple of clients now uh, to help them implement some processes and tools as well as do some uh, critical hiring that they need to, to help grow their company. Wow, everybody, you heard that resume. Uh, it was It's it's pretty long. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of knowledge and both that is here. So go ahead, put your questions in the chat. We're going to be talking more on the other side, the YouTube side, to answer the questions that you have. This is for you, audience. This episode is for you. And so when I want to go to that first question that we were talking about uh, before was, what are the three biggest mistakes you see professionals make to advance their careers or try to advance their careers? Um, it's a lot of mistakes I think people make. Um, it's tough to ask these questions because it's, it's just, you know, there are, are so many different ways that you can either get stuck or there are multiple ways that you can advance your, your career as well. But some of the biggest mistakes I see is uh, people just getting too comfortable um, with, with an organization or with a particular mm -hmm. role. Um, I honestly like to tell people when you get a job or you start a new job, like, you need to keep that same energy while you're there. Uh, oftentimes people come in and they really hit the ground and like, they're so excited they have it. They like the paycheck, they like the company, all that kind of good stuff. And then six, seven months down the road, um, they're, they're settled in and they're no longer trying to put forth that effort that they were uh, putting in at the beginning. And next thing you know, a year goes by, two years go by, three years go by, um, you know, things are getting more expensive. Your family may have grown. And so, things are changing in your life, but your your job, your income is, is staying pretty stagnant. And it's at mm. that point, they decide they want to do something different, but they haven't been putting in 
the work to increase their value over those years. And, and so when I talk to those individuals, they come to me saying, oh, I need to do my resume. And mm. when I ask them about what they've been doing or what have they done since they've been in that organization, it's very hard for them to recall or articulate the impact they've made. And and so oh, that like a brag probably, book, like like accent, like, right. like a brag book or, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, or, you know, have you been promoted? Have you led any projects? Have you, uh, you know, saved the company money? Um, have you implemented new processes to streamline uh, efficiency? Something that you can put a, a stamp on to say, I did this. That is what that next organization is going to want to hear. Um, yeah. Anyone can pull a job description to say, like, what, you know, check the boxes of what your role entailed. But it's when you're able to be a lot more detailed around, like, yes, like my job was X, but I actually completed Y and Z. Um, in mm. addition to X. And so when you can kind of tell that story, that's what's going to set you up for success. So being too yeah. comfortable, um, not being able to articulate the impact you've had with an organization, I would say are two of the biggest mistakes I see. Um, and then also not, um, I wouldn't say this, like they don't, they don't take the time to learn uh, how to navigate the role that they're in like what are next steps for uh the skill sets that they have or the position that they have um i know you're you're in mm. the sales role now so you should already be thinking you know two and three levels ahead like if i stay down this path where can i go from here what industries are comparable uh to what i'm doing now the products that i'm selling like what are, who are my competitors do they pay more could i potentially go there so not being able to sort of map out what that career progression looks like and really not having an idea where do I go from here would, would be uh, the third biggest mistake I see. Oh, could you could you could you see me or hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you back now. From that. Okay, I'm not too sure what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know what happened either. I think I got a lost connection with, uh, with the Wi-Fi here. I'm gonna make a transition to my phone real quickly, y'all. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm gonna throw on something real quick for you guys to, uh, <laughs> I'll be able to see. Uh, maybe the internet issue. I'm not too sure, but give me one second and we'll troubleshoot that. Thank you so much for everybody staying on with us, and we'll get this taken care of real quickly. First time, you know, but struggle streaming is real. Uh, apparently <laughs> no worries but yeah you could go ahead and you were saying what you're saying i'm just gonna put you on okay okay so yeah so those would be um some of the biggest mistakes that i've seen uh for individuals trying to advance their career just not having an idea of where to go and sort of what those next steps look like for your career and it's something that you have to be intentional about and consistently working on would be another piece of advice. It's very hard for you to um, sort of wake up one day and say, hey, I want to move to a new, another role, or I want to get promoted, or I want to pivot to another industry, and you haven't been working towards making that move. Because at that point, you're sort of starting from scratch, and you need to build up your resume in a way that makes sense for you to have those transferable skills and to be able to uh, convey what sort of impact you can have in a new industry or at a new company. Uh, so definitely uh, keeping track of your wins and then also 
being able to understand what your weaknesses are and and constantly trying to improve on those. Uh, I hear some conflicting ideas sometimes around, you know, improving your weaknesses versus uh, going all in on what your strengths are and, and letting that be your value. Um, I think both can be true. Uh, if there is if there's one thing that you do well, you should definitely uh, kind of lead with that as, hey, I'm the go to person for you know, financial reports or for data analysis or in my case, recruitment. Uh, but there are also those secondary skills that you should be working on as well so that you can kind of start to build out a, a more complete value package. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, that sounds so good. Can you hear me well? Everything sounding good? Everything good on your end for me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect. All right. Well. Yeah, you're good. Perfect. I'm going to go to the comment section real quickly because people were getting excited while you're talking. Uh, this is a top tier. Uh, <laughs> Tech Coach Ralph said, that's dope. Uh, and then I have um, uh, Tyranny says, good morning as well. Tech Coach Ralph says, only three is hard to pin down. That's true. Uh, but for the sake of time, I just wanted to make sure we got <laughs> a couple of nuggets because Tech Coach Ralph, he looks at resumes as well. He says, I'm going to agree a lot today. Uh, he talked about resumes and that's going to be in the Q&A section. I definitely want to hit that on. Uh, I have uh, agreed Nate as well. We still in the building and I've got the big homie reaching out to us right here. I got a recruiter cousin. She said, what up, homies? What up? What up? What up? He, she's like, I need that shirt. <laughs> so, cousin. <laughs> she's like i need that shirt um uh, and then i have um in regards to what you said about the resume that's right and you're competing with people who haven't had to start from scratch the competition is real in these streets um and then also what you said about secondary skills that's what tech coach ralph wanted to point out to and it made me think about the next question which you kind of started talking about already you know what are the, your top three career hacks for individuals to take their career to the next level and you could either re-emphasize these or if somebody missed it you could kind of go over it again or even add one that you didn't mention already okay well let, let me um tweak the question a little bit because uh, I don't I don't sure. like to say like these are the top three but I can give you three um, as, as someone in the comments mentioned there are so many and it's always for me it's about assessing your current situation and what's going to work for you because um, your career hack at one organization may not work at, a, at another organization if that makes sense and so um, a, a quick example of that there have been times where I feel like I was promoted or I received increases because I was able to outperform my team in a way that showed leadership that I was deserving of that. So we can call that like a career hack versus um, people say, oh, you just got a raise. No, like it's, it's intentional. Like it's me looking at the gaps on my team, understanding who is good at what and what is leadership actually expecting from us as a whole. And then me delivering on that to sort of shine a light on myself in a sense. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, if, if you really want to be successful, like sometimes you gotta be a little selfish, uh, and you, you gotta, you gotta read the room and you gotta understand what your competition is, whether that's externally or internally, if you're trying to set yourself apart. Um, so that could be a career hack. And then there could be other organizations where the career hack is internal networking and getting to know yeah. the right people. Um, it, you, I've seen this happen where people get so frustrated because they are outperforming their peers, but then someone else gets promoted. Right. They, they understood what the game was. 
and and what yeah. and how this organization actually operates. And it's it's not where they're paying you for your performance. They're paying yeah. you because they know you. You've got buddy buddy. They trust you. Um, it, it could be as far as you know. You all always go to a happy hour once a week or something like that, and y'all built that bond and that relationship. And so now when it was time to promote someone, of course I'm gonna pick my buddy. Like we we always hang out, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that for them. And level them up and bring them uh up to the next level so that could be a a potential career hack as well um something i've done before is uh well networking let me let me make sure i mention that networking um at all times is is very uh valuable to your career and your professional growth um one Mm. thing i see from a lot of individuals is one and i i don't take for granted that i'm a long-time recruiter and so networking sort of comes very natural to me. Um, it's what I've had to do to be successful in my career, just reaching out to strangers and, and wanting to talk to them about their career. That's pretty much what recruiting is. And that, in a sense, that's what networking is. But for someone who hasn't been in recruiting, it feels very uncomfortable. Um, I, I have a lot of people that ask me, like, how do I reach out? What do I say? Um, and I, I try to give them the advice and the recommendation is you want to try to make it as organic and natural as possible. You want to find something in common, whether it's on their LinkedIn, whether you all work in a similar industry, um, stay in the same city, um, belong to the same organizations, just something, maybe some sort of common thread that when you do send out that initial message, um, you can go ahead and make that connection as to why I reached out and, and what is it that I necessarily want from you. But why do I think it would be mutually beneficial for us to connect? Um, and so if you send that message and then what I like to refer to it as is really you're just planting seeds. Um, mm. There's very rarely have I received any sort of um, benefit or opportunity from one conversation with an individual. Like I met this person at an event. We exchanged information. You know, two weeks later, I had a new job offer. Like it, it usually doesn't work like that. Um, yeah. But you you meet a bunch of people and you plant these seeds you follow up you Mm -hmm. stay in touch and then what happens is usually it it comes from a you know second or or third party connection hey i met joseph i went on joseph's show joseph went to a networking event and met a founder who's looking to do some recruiting you mentioned my name connected us and now that's that's usually how networking operates and so i tell people the more you can plant those seeds and and the more that you can um, sort of spread out your network across your industry, but also maybe those um, correlating industries as well that you might want to pivot into or you see where there may be some transferable skills. That's how you can um, sort of increase your chances of, of getting opportunities through your network that way. Um, I feel like I've said a lot already, but what what else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I, 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 and this is why I said this episode is for for the audience right here. Like this is going to be an opportunity where you don't get an opportunity opportunity like this often to ask Nate the Great questions like this. It just rolls off the tongue easy to say Nate the Great. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead. And what we're going to do is transition to the Q&A opportunity right now. The Q&A is going to happen strictly on YouTube. So if you're on LinkedIn, I encourage you to go over to the YouTube side. And again, it's going to be right there scrolling at the bottom, youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips. That's youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips. And while we do that transition right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually play from our sponsors that we have here and be able to kind of share a little bit with you about all that's going on here in the show. So thank you so much. And we'll see you on that side. Take care.
again. You talked about Course Careers Technology Sales Course and what it did to change my life. Wait, there's more. Not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well. Now there's human resources, customer success, UI UX. And did I even mention that there also is software development as well? Front end, back end, and DevOps? Listen, this is something that you definitely want to take advantage of. So go ahead and click that link. Don't forget there's a discount from me if you click that link. And I hope to see you on the other side. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're just at the same place in your career and you don't really see a way out? This is a great time for you to take it to the next level. Level Careers is a course that I've been talking about for some time. From account executive and even sales engineering, there are courses that can help you propel from where you are now to where you wanna go. Check out the link below, use my promo code Joseph10 and check out the free courses, whether that's the SOC Analyst course, the Account Executive course, or the Sales Engineer course. Take your career to the next level. Hey, I didn't forget about you. You're a person that needs to be in a place where you are working close with someone else, a mentor, a friend, someone that could take you to the deeper and more intricate parts about being a sales engineer, but you don't know where to go. Learnful is a program that allows you to work with people that are high ranking sales engineers, solution architects, solutions advisors, and they're able to not only mentor you, but teach you the ways to become a sales engineer that can be impactful for you. If you think that Learnful is for you, go ahead and click on the link below for more information. You can use my promo code Joseph150 to be able to save. Go ahead and click the link below. And now back to our show. All right, there we go. We're back. We're back and we're live in living color. Uh, and so I just want to say thank you for our sponsors, Course Careers. That's for people that want to kind of go in an entry-level position and trying to basically make that transition there. Then we have an advanced level called Level Careers, where you could actually move into SOC Analyst course or the Account Executive course taught by Kevin Dorsey himself and Josh as well. Josh, and then, then you can find out more also about the new Sales Engineer course there too, which is only 500 bucks. So it's pretty pretty affordable there. And then last but not least, we have Learnful. Uh, Nigel there at HubSpot is the principal SE. He's That's his course and he takes six weeks with him and his team to walk you through what it means to do pre-sales on a whole new level. So definitely check those out. And we're gonna definitely get into the Q&A section, which is what I love. I love to hear everybody kind of be able to join in and feel free to click the link. There's a link there as well. And if you don't see it, I'm definitely gonna uh, probably let you talk and kind of work that out there. But I'm gonna go to the comment section because you guys are hilarious. And I'm gonna start with you, bitch, because you said somebody turned on the air for Joseph. Uh, yes, it is hot in this <laughs> hotel room. I try to put on the AC. Uh, I think they want me out because they literally cut my Wi-Fi. That's what happened earlier. <laughs> and so, um, and so I had to like a uh, hot spot myself to keep it going, but we're here. We're rolling. I got good morning from Joyce. Uh, and while I'm reading these comments, go ahead and write your questions below. I'm definitely going to get to them. So go ahead. If you have any questions, we're going to write below. I get through the comment section here. And so, uh, he said, uh, uh, Tech Coach Ralph said, you got to be selfish before you can be selfless. Uh, I like that as well. 
Uh, she says, true, it's not one size fits all in regards to the, the methods or the hacks that you were referring to earlier. Uh, Trey says, networking, speaking some good language there. Love it, love it. Jeremiah says, facts on being buddy-buddy to be successful in career growth, LOL. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. And then Mitch also mentioned about networking, as well as Trey was mentioning about play the game until you can make the game. That sounds that sounds great. And so this has been a great conversation. And I really wanted to ask you because I was this is the part that I wanted to talk to you about. And as people are writing their questions down here in the chat, I was at Thanksgiving Summit and I actually sat in with Accenture and they were talking about what they're looking for in resumes. Here's what I've heard prior to that conversation with Accenture. Uh, They're looking for people that have, you know, uh, this is what other people used to say, other people that I was talking to one page, you know, no, you don't even have to have your summary there. you you know, don't list everything, the most relevant things. I heard a lot of, you know, a lot of different advice in that regard. They straight up said, no, we want to see everything from when you were working at McDonald's <laughs> as your first job. They want to see like two or three pages. They want to see the, they want to see the summary there. They want to list the skills as well. And they do work in GovTech. So if you have any sort of clearances, they want that right next to your name. Like they're playing no games. They like they want to see everything. And I want to know your thoughts on that. In regards to resumes, it seems like there's not one size fits all as well. What are your experiences in regards to being a recruiter? Um, Definitely not one size fits all. And that's why I have always recommended individuals tailor their resumes for the role in the company that they're applying to. And I know it sounds Mm -hmm. like a lot. Like nobody likes when I say that. you know, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? And I have a couple of responses to that as well. But when it comes to that, to the actual resume, so my format that I've been using pretty much all my career, and I learned it from staffing, because in staffing, like we only get a couple of shots, like we we're we're working with a client. And then we're reaching out to potential candidates. And we may only get the opportunity to submit two or three candidates to that client. So we need to Mm -hmm. submit our, our very best. And then we also need to very clearly um, show them on the resume, why are we submitting that, that candidate? And so I was taught early in my career, you put all the important information at the top of the resume in a qualification summary. And that job is requiring you know, five years of experience in mechanical engineering or whatever. The first bullet is gonna say you know, six years of experience in mechanical engineering. And you can put with X company if that's a notable brand just to kind of catch attention. Um, the way the analogy I like to use is just like the, uh, the title and a a cover of a book, like that's, what's going to get your attention. And so if a recruiter is looking through hundreds of resumes and let me just use myself, cause I still look at them. If I I look and I see your name, Joseph Smith, and I'm hiring for a sales role and you put on there that you are a sales professional, uh, with this tech company and you've completed this course and you, uh, you know, mastered sales negotiations or whatever like everything should be speaking to that role uh and the way you can go about doing that is really look at the job description and they'll tell you i mean that's what the job description is for that's what we're looking for and so i've never kind of understood why people don't create the resume based off of the job description they're telling you exactly what it is they're looking for and what i hear from people is oh i have that experience it's down here like they may not get that far like (laughs) they may not look at the bottom of page one or the top of page two. And so you need to make sure that you're catching their attention very early on that resume 
by putting that most pertinent information at the very top of it. Um, also make sure that you are speaking in the same language as that company. Um, some company, like for example, if this is a government role, it may be very buttoned up corporate language. If it's a tech position, it may be, you know, a bit more light and, and fluffy type of language calling, um, you know, different systems and processes by different names. And so you should understand who you're speaking to and try to speak that language so that it can resonate a lot better. Because you may be saying the same thing, just in a different way. And that recruiter may be used to only seeing it the way that they talk about it at their organization. So you need to make sure that you're translating your resume in a way that speaks to that particular company. I lost your sound, Joseph. I can't hear you. All right. How, how about now? I'm sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. Today is the day. I don't know what's going on. Um, I they really <laughs> want me to get out of this hotel room. So we're going to be wrapping up pretty quickly uh, because they are shutting it down for me. Um, <laughs> they, they're like, listen, 12 o'clock, we want you gone. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I do have a couple questions here. And honestly, I do probably have to wrap it up, guys, short wise, because I'm not supposed to be in here too long, but I wanted to make sure that I got to these questions because there are really good ones here. Uh, this question is from Tech Coach Rap. How much time do you spend initially looking at a resume? Um, seconds, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it really depends on the complexity of the role. Um, and if, if it's something a bit more niche, I may spend more time uh, just because I understand there's not a lot of individuals out there with this type of talent. Uh, or with these particular skill set. And so I do have to slow down and make sure I'm not missing anything. If it's uh, a position where it may not be, you know, as complex, uh, let's just say it's, it's more of a general operations type position. There are, I hate to say, like hundreds of thousands of individuals that may have this skill set. I can go through those pretty quickly because I know what I'm looking for. And then those people um, are hopefully would have submitted a resume that's going to stand out that experience as it relates to the role but i, I do want to be um honest with people uh, just as a recruiter and and being on the the applicant tracking side of it and being in that system monday morning like you could easily have hundreds of resumes to review i mean i have to be efficient in my role i have to make sure i'm hitting my pro productivity goals i don't have time to spend you know one to two minutes per resume and so i'm usually scanning them looking for the experience that I know is, is relevant to the role. Um, and one, one more piece on that. I, so recruiters, myself included, have said for a long time, there's no such thing as uh, beating the ATS, because uh, that was like a myth. I'd be like, how do I create a resume that's gonna beat the ATS? And so I, I wanna give you <laughs> my exclusive, Joseph. I just met with a company that has created a product that is um, driven by AI that sits on top of the ATS and its capability is it can review hundreds of applications in seconds and make recommendations to the recruiter of who are the best fit uh, for the role, um, who has some of the qualifications and then who are not a fit. So the idea of beating the ATS is, is a true thing now because um, the, the technology is new. Um, it All companies don't use it yet, but just like any other technology, I'm sure over time, all companies are gonna start to adopt that. 
um, because it, it does make the job a lot more efficient. As I just mentioned, instead of me logging on to the applicant tracking system on Monday morning and me having to go through hundreds of resumes, this system now says, you know, good morning, Nate. Of the hundreds of resumes that came in, here's the top 20 for you to review. So, so there is, yeah. So there is a thing now of of beating the ATS. Uh, I, I wanted to mm. uh, when I find out more information, I have to correct myself. That that is a true thing now. Yeah, I, I definitely want to have. I think I want to have a panel of recruiters. I, 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 I'm going to call out yourself, Bobby, uh, Shanae, and just have you guys talk. And uh, hopefully, I'll be at my home studio where there's no more interruptions because people want me out uh, <laughs> but like i like this this knowledge is great if you love this come on let's get the likes up if you love this right now this is really something that you're like man i did not know this get the likes up um i want to bring on somebody else who's been a fan in fact he's right here his name is tech coach ralph i want to bring him up and he's going to talk with us and join us for the conversation uh what up tech coach ralph how are you doing my brother What's going on, guys? I just wanted to thank Nate for his information. I've been like telling people, like similar to what he's saying for so long, and they, <laughs> yep. I don't know, like, because I, 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 so I'm in QA, right? But I do a lot of interviews for my recruiters, right? And I try to like share that information that you're sharing, like, hey, you don't have that much time to catch their attention. Show value, show value, and just being able to hear it from a recruiter directly—that's that's amazing. Yeah, he came on with a good mic, uh, but nah, I, <laughs> but nah, man, it's 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 true, and I I feel your pain. I I think um like I said, I talk to a lot of people about career searching um or career hacking or or just how to level up and how to advance. And again, um as we mentioned earlier, I think is so many people want to um uh, I think they look to me to tell them the um what's easiest, and I try to tell them like you can't come to me saying you want to make six figures but you want the easy way to it. If, if that was the case, everybody would be making it. Like you, you really have to put some work in and you really have to learn and stretch yourself and challenge yourself. Uh, Cause you know, it's always been true and always will be true. Like companies are going to pay you for solving the big problems for, for taking on the extra work for, you know, mm -hmm. being able to dig in and, and get things done. Uh, and so once you can start to show that you're, of individual that's what i do every organization i go to like i make change i implement new processes i make impact the that's when people start to find you and you don't have to worry about a resume um you don't have to worry about doing as much networking because your name is being floated around and people are are contacting you because they've heard about your good work and i tell you that's the goal you want to get to you want to get to a uh to the point where you don't even have to submit a resume my last role was through um someone i actually hired at Lyft, she went to another company. And then I reached out to her. I was like, hey, who's handling the recruiting over there? And she was like, that's actually one of the roles we need to fill. Introduced me to the founder and I got the job. No resume, you know, like two conversations. And and now like I'm doing my own thing. And so that's that's what I've been working to like, cause I don't like doing resumes either. That's why I stopped doing them for other people. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't like writing resumes <laughs> either, but they are a necessary tool if you're trying to advance your career. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, and, and I actually got a question here from Tyranny. She says, when considering candidates who have passed the resume screen, do you typically read their cover letters as well? Mm. No, no, Tyranny. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, I have never read a complete cover letter in my life. <laughs> All the recruiters in the audience are like, yep, yeah, I'm with you. 
Thank you. Cause like I, I, people ask me like, is it worth doing cover letter, cover letter? I'm like, I don't know. Cause I wouldn't read it. But <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm a big, again, I'm a, I'm a believer in playing the game. If the company is requiring a cover letter, submit a cover letter, like, you know, just do the work, submit a cover letter. I don't think you need to, you know, spend hours creating a cover letter. Um, because what I need to know should be on your resume, um, your, your backstory. And I, what I've seen cover letters are usually a lot more personal, like emotional, uh, like type. And it's just like, okay, you know, uh, like, so, so I'm usually going off the facts, the data, you know, what have you actually done? What is your experience, um, for a resume? So nah, I, I wouldn't put a lot of time and attention into, um, a cover letter and if i'm sold on your resume i'm definitely not going to go read the cover letter i'm gonna call you um now let's talk like that's that's the next step yeah i was so funny because i was talking about a senator earlier in that same kind of round table that they had because i just want to get information somebody said what about my cover and then mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the response from all the recruiters. Like, mm. The DEI person was like, oh, no, 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 no. Everybody just like straight up had a, like an adverse like gag reflex uh, when they heard that. So I, I don't here. I really don't know why why that hasn't been uh, sunset yet. I think it probably came from a time um, any any step that um, and I, I've done this before, um, you know, putting those those extra effort tasks into an application process to weed people out because we know it may be a high volume of applicants. And so sometimes having a requirement for a cover letter is, is going to automatically cut down a percentage of applicants because they're like, I'm not doing a cover letter. Okay. Well, you're out of the running. Um, and so sometimes it, that's, that's how the process is built to, to try to get you to a point of like, do you really want this role? And again, I'm not a big fan of these tricks and, and tactics and stuff like that, but you got to play the game. Um, even I know I said six figures earlier, but even, you know, 40, 50, $60,000, just think about, it. do you have that in your bank account? So a, a company, if they're going to commit to paying you 50K a year, they're going to want to see a little effort on your part. And I tell people that I like, stop trying to look for the, the shortcut all the time and, and just, just put your best effort towards trying to get the role every time, every, every job you see that you want and something will definitely uh, come through for you. But so many people just, just want the, the easy way in. Um, but it's like, you're, you're asking someone to commit to paying you 50 K 60 K 70 K. I'm like, that's, that's their budget. That's their money. Um, and so that's, they're, they're going to want to put it in the best place possible. And they don't like, they don't know you from Adam. They don't, they don't owe you anything. Right. So you have to prove yourself in everything that you do. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're literally one of thousands of people that want this one job. Like it's, I, I hate to, I feel like it's people take it very personal, like it's dehumanizing, but on the recruiter mindset, I mean, excuse me, on the recruiter side of this, my job is, is for the company. I have performance goals to hit. I have to be productive. I have to show value. And so they're looking at Nate to say, Hey, Nate, we have 2000 applicants. Find me the top three. I got to figure out how to get to that in the, in the quickest way possible. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't sit down and have a conversation with every single person to learn more about them. And that's why I tell people it's important for you to really think about the value you're going to bring and put it at the top of that resume so that you can get my attention. And then reach out to me personally and try to get my attention. <laughs> that's, that's also yeah. part of it as well. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Take us, Rob. You wanted to say something? 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you know how expensive like the hiring process is from the company side, right? So imagine if you're bringing in people who aren't qualified for a role, and now you're spending the time of all the people who are interviewing them just for them to say like, no, no, no. That looks so bad on you because like, okay, Nate doesn't know what he's doing. Like, why is he sending all these people who are not qualified for this role? Oh man, that's that's one of the worst feelings in the world to a recruiter. Mm. You send a candidate over. It's you try to catch it at the at the like resume screening stage. Like even if I've talked to them and had a screen and then I send a resume over, and sometimes I have to do a gut check for myself, uh, especially if it's like a highly technical position. And like, hey, talk to this guy, think they're a fit. This is what I saw, this is what I heard. What are your thoughts before scheduling a call with a hiring manager? Because if I just go straight to, um, hey, this person's a great fit and set up a call with a hiring manager, then I get a, a Slack or email after like, why did you send me this person? Like they were terrible. Like my heart just sinks. Like, like, damn. Like, I, you know, I had one job. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I, I have to, I have to be very careful about who I'm pushing forward, and I have to be sold on on the value they can bring, um, or or else, like, it, it just wouldn't make sense to me. Again, I think people take that personal, um, yeah. but it's it's really not. It's just I I have I have a job to do, and that's what my job is, unfortunately. Yeah, no worries. And I and I and I totally get it. I think people kind of forget that the recruiters not only working on behalf of the candidate, but they're working on behalf of the company that they're working for. So I think that 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 relationship is one where it definitely needs to be handled uh, in a very delicate way. And that leads me to a question. It's probably the last question that we have for today. But how should somebody step to a, a recruiter the right way? How, what's the what's the white right way you want somebody to step to yourself or you would assume another recruiter would like somebody to engage with them? Um, sort of in the, in the same voice as people always want things the easy way. <laughs> Recruiters do as well. And so I, I like when someone reaches out to me on LinkedIn for a role I'm working on and they say, hey, Nate, I saw you posted, you know, a uh, technical program manager role. I've already applied, and but I wanted to send you my resume as well for further review. I think I'm a great fit for the role. Here's why. And they give me, you know, one to three bullets as to why they are um, a good fit for the role. That That is a, a great way to introduce yourself to a recruiter because uh, you're already showing value. Like you're saving my time. Um, you're, you're bringing you know, what you can offer to me and, and sort of serving it up on a platter so that I don't have to do a bunch of uh, digging and looking and, and reviewing. Um, the inverse of that is when someone reaches out and say, hey, do you have any jobs for me? <laughs> I'm like, what What do you think? You didn't do your research. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it could be someone just out the blue. Hey, I need a job. Like that. that's probably the worst one. I need a job. It's like, what? Like, what do you want me to do with that? Like, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what your skill sets are. I don't know where you are. I, you know, it's, it's just a, a crazy reach out. Um, but but even, yeah, like, even if, if someone's just reaching out and want to connect and just say, hey, I need some help uh, trying to understand what my transferable skills are, something like that. Like, just kind of in a very concise way, let me know what it is that you're, you're actually needing from me um, and, and provide a little bit of context is a great way to reach out. And and also last thing, yes. it's I think sometimes people get upset, like, oh, I never hear back, I never respond. Like it it, it is what it is. I try my best to respond to people, but at the same time, uh, 
to um, Coach Ralph's point, no, nobody really owes you anything. Um, like right now, mm -hmm. I'm trying to sell my services as a uh, as a TA consultant firm. You know, I mean, founders I didn't contact that I ain't heard nothing back from, uh, and I see where they looked at my profile, still didn't respond. You know, like it's. But what can I do? Like I'm not gonna say hard on that. I'm just gonna keep rolling and keep reaching out to to more and more. Um, and, and it's a numbers game, and you just got to keep going. And I may circle back to those individuals as I see see a reason. Like if I see they post another role, like hey, I see you all are actively hiring. I would love to partner with you on that, and just kind of keep finding ways to sort of inch my way in and get closer. And you know, and hoping that they see the value I can bring and want to set up a call. And and that's just the way you play the game. That's the strategy. Yeah, so good. And 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 Jeremiah actually kind of that kind of had a follow up question to that. Is like, is that the possibly the reason why people aren't getting jobs because they're trying to, their experience doesn't match the role that they're leading to or they're approaching a recruiter and saying, Hey, I want to do, I want a job, but like, what research did you do? Like, you know, uh, so I guess that was more like a follow-up question to what you were saying earlier about, you know, earlier about that. So. Potentially um, to Jeremiah's point, a very, uh, very quick answer. Yes. If, if you have you know a background in sales and you're trying to move to a uh, let's just say you just completed a, a ux ui course design um and you're trying to pivot into that it's going to be tough because you're competing against all these professional uh ux ui designers that have also submitted a resume to this role and so it's essentially looking at your experience okay you have no experience and you completed a boot camp this person has you know five to six years of actual relevant experience that's that's tough that's tough competition um and i just have to be honest with individuals about that um you you don't stop but you continue to try to build up your experience in some way shape or form and for people like that if you have no experience in the field that you're trying to move into i tell them sometimes like you're probably gonna have to do some free work for someone because you you need to get something going like, like you you don't have anything to show for yourself right now and the problem is they don't want to do anything for free. It's like the money is going to come. But right now you literally are empty handed. You have nothing to show other than a boot camp. Like it's very it's, it's going to be very tough for you to compete with people who have been in this industry, who already have a network, already have worked for notable brands doing this type of work. They they have the resume that shows they can do this work. Their LinkedIn profile is built out like you're you're climbing a mountain. Like it's like you're you're gonna have to uh you know yeah figure out a way to to get your name on the board in, in some way shape or form and that could be by doing some free work doing an internship or some projects something tangible to show that you know how to do this work. Beautiful, beautifully, wonderfully said. And uh, with that being said, y'all, thank you so much for standing to, for being with us on this episode of Techniche Tips. I uh, thank you, Tech Coach Ralph, for dropping in as well and providing the gems like you always do. Uh, you know, I my hotel, I'm looking at the time because my hotel's like, yeah, yeah, you got to go. Uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. And if you are not aware, I do have a morning show with Tech Bag Trey. It's going to be this Monday. I'm going to give you my review because I'm in Washington D.C right now coming back from Thanksgiving summit so you'll be able to hear a review on that this upcoming monday it should be great and if y'all love this so much go ahead like comment and subscribe to the channel i would love to get nate back here with a few other recruiters so they could share their expertise and really kind of give more uh gain to y'all so that y'all could really accelerate in your career and take it to the next level with that being said thank you everyone i appreciate you all have a wonderful and great rest of your weekend take care family